This is a Mr. Thrive Media production. Hello, small business warriors. I'm Joel Volk, and welcome to Small BizCast, where twice a month I explore the lives of small business owners to dig a bit deeper and expose strengths, weaknesses, ideas, and challenges with blemishes and all. As I look back at my years in business, I remember that there are many, many times I needed a lawyer to just poke their nose in and take a look and see what they could do to help. Sometimes I just needed advice on a lease. Other times I needed to have a contract that a customer wanted me to sign or a vendor wanted me to sign and I wanted someone to look at it. Sometimes I had to worry about employment law. Other times I needed to change my corporation, make partnership agreements, things on that level. So I'm very proud that we are sponsored by a firm that specializes in these types of things for small businesses. Coincidentally, it's called the Small Business Law Firm. Scott Williams is the principal attorney at the Small Business Law Firm. He's the go-to guy for anything related to small business matters. I like to think of them as the Swiss Army knife for your business. So when you're ready, and even if you're not ready, keep it on hand because you might be ready sooner than you know. Call 855-5-BIZ-LAW. That's 855-524-9529. Ask for Scott. Mention the Small Biz Cast. And remember, they're a great resource should things get ugly. So here we are working from home, our new normal. We are trying to keep in touch with people we need to keep in touch with. And one of the best ways, of course, is using social media. So I decided to bring on Sharon and Hank Uloff, a Uloff creative. Hank and Sharon have years of experience building their business using social media. And they've done so very effectively. Their business is private coaching and do-it-yourself marketing and boot camps for small business people to help them build their businesses. And a big part of their strategy is social media. So welcome, Sharon. Welcome, Hank. I'm here talking to people I've known for quite a while, Sharon and Hank Uloff. What does that say? Uloff Creative Marketing Solutions. Thank you, Hank. He held up a a cue card for me, so it was very helpful. Yeah, we're, we're actually we're in our in our studio where we do all our recording. Yes, and, and I'm we, in mine. We leave our banner up so that it's there. Do you ever have to look at it yourself to see? Occasionally. Okay, all right, makes sense. We we well, you know, you talk about trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. So we do a three day marketing boot camp, and it originally started with the name. Promotionally Minded Marketing Days, because our company used to be called Promotionally Minded. Then we, when we left California, they didn't allow us to take our corporate name because that's really expensive. Thank you, California. Tax issues. God. So we changed. So the name of our event had to change to something else. So it became, um, wait, I want to make, get, make sure I got it right. It was... Uh, Sedona Marketing Boot Camp. but before it was Small Business Breakthrough Boot Camp, it was Small Business Marketing Plan Boot Camp. Yes, it was the Small Business Marketing Plan Boot Camp. And then <laughs> we we figured out, you know, that's not working as well. We're we're people are coming to us to make breakthroughs, so why don't we change it again? So you talk about on your businesses learning things. We had to go through a few trials and tribulations to get our name the names of everything we do right. And so since you're a, a, a target marketing tactician, right? Yes. R, right? Right. F- that process of changing your, your persona seems to have gone through quite a metamorphosis, has really changed with time. You just mentioned all the different entities oh. go by. And it occurred to me when I was doing a little bit of research, and by the way, um, you know, if you Google you, when you go to like the third page, you start coming up in foreign languages. I don't, I don't know if you know that or not. 
but you you actually also come up with a whole bunch of um uh movie reviews because i did movie <laughs> reviews for filmmonthly.com for about four or five years well so that was kind of my point is that it kind of occurred to me that you as in the ulofs have become the product yes more than the widgets that you sell or the yes. break or the or the boot camps that you put on you've become you, you're you're a little bit like um paris hilton in that respect <laughs> So, oh, so, wow! Yeah. <laughs> Never heard that comparison before. Right, but but it's an it's it's an impressive journey, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, and is because that is a is a difficult feat to accomplish to becoming the product itself, and it's not without a problem at the other side of it, which is that you become difficult to scale if at all, and you become impossible to sell because you're the product. So, so you bet. So the product. So you being the product. I want to just talk about that and how you, what thought process you got to that and how Here's the, what we, what we talk about in our, in our small business breakthrough bootcamp, the first hour we tell our story mostly to get people to understand that yes, uh, stuff happens. Uh, we came, when we moved to Sedona, the purpose was that we would, every month have a different marketing bootcamp for different small business types. You know, professionals, LGBT, women owned, uh, you know, all different types. And oddly enough, um, even though we had been to Sedona seven times in six years and found it really easy to get here, we found that once we were here, uh, people figured it was kind of difficult to get to Sedona. They could have the concept of getting to Phoenix but then the two hours, you know, how do they get here? So the idea did not work. So that was, at that time, that was Sedona marketing. Or Sedona marketing retreats. That right. was the idea. Right. And we, it was the name came so that for, from an SEO point of view, what we did and where we did it. And a year in, it wasn't working. And Sharon did a, a Google Analytics search and it came up to that people were actually searching for us, not what we did. You said we, we were the brand that people were looking for uh, because we would promote our brand by speaking in a lot of different places. You know, we, you know our sales funnel uh, quite often is that people will, will see us speak either on a webinar or in person for 60, 90 minutes, something like, you know, a small event. Uh, we would invite them to come to our Small Business Breakthrough Bootcamp and then they get to try us out for a couple of days and decide if they want us as business coaches. It's a very simple sales funnel. And it wasn't working getting them to Sedona Marketing Retreats, but like you, you mentioned, Sharon found they're, they're searching for us. Right. And on our website, the pages about us are the ones that are getting the most hit. So we don't recommend you do this, listener. <laughs> don't rebrand yourself twice in 15 months um, because that, that, is, that was one of the biggest trials and tribulations I've gone through in, in decades of business. And I would imagine that had you uh, not, had you not rebranded yourself after 15 months, you would have just been beating your head against the wall. Right. We were yeah. round peg into a square <laughs> hole. 
we don't recommend rebranding twice in 15 months, but on the other hand, if it's what you need to do, then that's what you need to do. It's not, right. yeah, it, it would not be our general recommendation. <laughs> so how could you have avoided that? What, what, what's the, what's the takeaway? How could you have avoided it? You're, I've got the takeaway. <laughs> um, once we got here, it turns out that our idea was not to have seminars in this gorgeous place. There are a lot of people here, not marketers, but in various industries, that have had that idea. I'm going to do events in Sedona and people will come to do this. And it's not that you can't, but if you're looking to do this on an every month basis, whew. so we met, what we could have done was, was, I guess, do a whole lot more research on it. But this is where we wanted to live. Right. So we had a blinder. Look, we tell people, the reason you hire us as business coaches or anyone as a business coach is because you have blinders on for your business. We all have blinders for our business. Right. And we wanted to live here. Right. So that part of the research didn't get done. So Hank, why did you want to live there? Ever been here? Yeah, it's a couple of times. Well then. <laughs> so I was just, so I don't know if you know her or not, but there's a Sharon Uloff, she's a neighbor of yours. And she was just telling me that you guys don't really hike that much anymore because you're too busy. So have you? Our driveway <laughs> is really steep. So we're going to get the mail. My goal is to, to hike every trail, but I am woefully behind. Yeah. Gotcha. And you oh, would wow. think that during these quarantine times that perhaps it would be easier, but actually it's not. Um, a lot of the trails have now been closed to the public. Right. Um, so even if we wanted to, now we couldn't. Um, we're not public, we're locals. But, you know, it just... <laughs> You know, we're just not at that place in our life where, um, where we where we can easily just say, "Hey, we're going to take an afternoon and go." Right, you're still you're building your business. I I know you're yeah. road a lot. You travel how many how many under normal circumstances? I know <laughs> under normal circumstances, yeah. we are in Los Angeles for a few days every week, every yeah. month. Yes. Uh, it seems like every week. Yeah. And quite often, we're in another. We're speaking in some other place as well. Right. And does that fill your does that fill your funnel or are you doing yes so I see or is that's it that is the the whole point of it right. uh, and we were supposed to speak in Atlantic City beginning of June yeah we had a we had a paid gig in Atlantic in Atlantic City that we were very much looking forward to because we were going to add on days in DC to see family sometimes that works right. Uh, but right now our our last paid speaking gig was in January in Las Vegas, and then, you know, <laughs> all of it just got turned off. Right. So how are you, what's, what's, how are you with the, your clients must be asking what they can do? Are you helping them? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Are you ushered through this difficult time or? Absolutely. All of our there, conversations are all about how to pivot during this time. And, and do you find that the, your, your clients are adaptable and are, are able to do so? Uh, yes. What, what we recommend is to, hmm, too many small business owners are um, hiding under the covers during right. this time. You know, they're, they're, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how we're going to survive. I don't know what we're going to do. And they're just kind of cowering. And we're telling our clients, don't do that. Right. right. This is the time to double down. Because yeah, that's when, good advice. Very when good the advice. doors open is 
you know, you've got to be ready to go out the, out the gate right then. That's not the time to regroup and then figure it out. Too many of your clients or your competitors are still going to be cowering under the covers. If you're ready to go when that door opens, go. Yeah, and you'll leave them behind in the dust. I was talking um, many years ago, I was talking to the number one Ford dealership in the country for about 20 years. They, I think you know who they are. Yes. Uh-huh. Talking to the president of the company, a very impressive guy who built the company for 40 years or something on that level. And, and during one of the big recessions when he was probably the seventh or eighth largest Ford dealership in the country, all the companies stopped advertising and he doubled his advertising budget. And, and when, when the economy woke up, he was there and he swooped it up. And for over 20 years, he maintained the number one dealership in the country. And that's yeah. his real wealth was built. And it was a, a great lesson for me when I was young in business, was talking to him. He, was, he loved to mentor people. If you asked him, he, you know, you had to kind of realize he was a kind of an egomaniacal guy. So you had to kind of, you know, him from that place. But he was so impressive. It wasn't hard to, to, it wasn't hard to give him what he needed to want to help me. And he was very helpful in that. But so... That was one thing. The other thing is that, um, you know, the fight or flight response that people have to aggression. Well, there's also the third thing, which is paralysis. And paralysis is what you just described, Sharon. And I'm, I'm seeing that a lot when I talk to my small business clients. A lot of them are just, you know, treading water, hoping, hoping things come back when, when the country reopens. And the reality is people are still going to be scared once the company, country reopens. And so nobody's going to, that pent up demand may not be as pent up as we hoped earlier. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, it is pent up. I just don't know that it's being ready to be released. Like, like I don't think it's going to be a rubber band, right? I think it's going to be more of a trickle. Yeah. And I was, I was looking at, uh, there, there are a couple of people that make their living selling to promote, selling coaching and stuff to promotional product people. And I was looking at one of how one of them was changing his marketing. He hasn't changed what he's teaching at all. But how he's marketing it, I, I, and I think it's wrong, so I'll, I won't mention his name, um, but he's saying, learn this now so that when the pendulum comes back, right. you're ready. It's like, wait a minute. Why? You're, you're telling people to just sit there and, and learn this other stuff so that when it, if, when it comes back, you're ready. It's like, no, no, no. Y'all can be out there marketing now. Right. And, and I read that and I was, I was 12 levels of pissed <laughs> because I, I came from that industry and I really love that industry. And I think they're getting, a lot of people are getting some bad info. Now that, that said, um, we've had some pushback, you know, we've been, we've been trying to reach clients and offer them some relief in terms of, uh, deferred payments and things that they're, you know, they're trying to try to help them during their cash flow. We've had, we've had, we've realized we have to be a little ginger. People are sensitive. They don't want to be sold right now. They, they think it's in bad taste sometimes. And, and you have to wow, really kind of a <laughs> came at them with, with delayed payments and they were pissed. We, wow. Well, it just, you know, it, it was, it was one of my staff actually who got, you know, really a strong reaction from one of my clients and I called the client and apologized telling him that wasn't our intention. We're, we're just trying to make ourselves available. But and he 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 took it he took it from me my apology well and it went got fixed very quickly but the initial reaction was this is in bad taste and I think if you, unless you're a, a nuanced person you might have a tough time pushing through without making people feel like you're being inappropriate or you're taking advantage or being mercenary 
Um, and we we told all of our clients that that uh, we were just adding. You know, we work we work with clients on a yearly on a yearly schedule. You know that that's our contract with them is for a year. We told all of them, look, we're just adding two months at the other end of your contract. Right. Just just understand. Right now, we're pivoting, but at, at the other end of your contract, there's another two months. Right. Whenever you, well, it was just being proactive, like you were being. I mean, you you were being really smart. Right. And, being, <laughs> and yeah. really humble and we didn't have much else to do. <laughs> and all of those other things that Boy Scouts are supposed to be. Right. You know, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind of, you know, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, reverent. You were just doing all that. <laughs> As a day sharing as these things we learn in Boy Scouts, stay with us. <laughs> when I think of social media marketing, there's two people I think of. They share the same last name as Sharon and Hank Uloff. And um, one of the reasons I want to talk with you is that I think that in a time like this, in this COVID crisis where we're working from home, we're trying to stay connected, that it's more important than ever to be connected through social media, yet as a student of marketing and connectivity, I see a lot of my small business friends that I think make mistakes in social media. And I see, and, I, and I'm probably one of them, by the way. And, um, and so I wanted to just talk with you and get your take on some of the do's and don'ts of social media marketing, what you've done, how you've kind of built a huge following. You've uh, through social media, and to see uh, what advice you would give somebody who's trying to uh, not to make themselves relevant, keep themselves connected in a personal and authentic way, yet focus on business from when when necessary, so people know what you do for a living. I think we can we can give two tips. Um, two oh, only well, two. Well, We've got like twenty minutes to fill. Oh, <laughs> three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 before, I, what is it? The Mel Brooks line. I bring you 20 commandments. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 10 commandments. Uh, the, the first is to remember that, that we have, society has turned the term social media into a word like Kleenex, you know, where we don't, or, or, you know, facial tissue turned into Kleenex. We How about, can we use the word Xerox? Is that okay? Can we yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I just thought I, yeah, if you don't mind. Thanks. Xeroxed it. Yeah. Uh, and we forget to take the two words apart. And the first one is social. And the whole purpose is to be social. It isn't to sell, sell, and you know, sell so. more. Um, when when I get a connection request, uh, one of the first things I do is I'll look at somebody's profile. I look at their business and their personal, and, and, and if their personal one, realtors, um, <laughs> is all about selling their stuff, I tend not to take that connection because um, I want to have fun on social media, and that's why most people are there. They want to have fun or state their theories. So that's one. And the, the other... Um, so can we elaborate on that before you move on from sure. So, so this is what I hear you saying. You're saying what that. I hear you saying is. Excuse me. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry, I, you're, mock, you're mocking me under your. Breath. No, no, no. <laughs> that was not a mock. No, no. Ouch! No. Ouch. <laughs> Isn't it true that what you're trying to say is 
that a person's uh, personal Facebook page, for instance, should not be all about the products they sell. It should include their personal life and they should be, a, it should be one page. You shouldn't have a separate business page from a separate personal page. It should be one holistic page that tells the whole story of the person. Is that what you're trying to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you can walk me. Wow, babe, you sugarcoat that a little, sweetheart. Let's try, not really. So clarify it. Let's try clarify that way. Let's, let's try, uh, wow. So that, now I'm glad I asked you to elaborate so you can, we can understand. Yeah, uh, no, there definitely should be a personal profile and a business page um, on both Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and then what we say is to, to use the Pareto principle, that 80-20 rule on your personal, <laughs> on your personal profile, 80% of what you post. So eight out of 10 posts are personal, right? Something about what you're finding interesting or what you're thinking about, what you're reading, what you're, you know, the hike you're taking, the new recipe you tried, whatever, right? Something personal. And then two out of 10 are business and they're shared from your business page on Facebook. You don't do that on LinkedIn, but that's what I'm So you share them. So you don't write it on your per personal page. You write it on your business page, but then you share it on your personal page. That's correct. That's what you said. Okay. That's what we said. And then um, on your business page, it's flipped, right? 80%, eight out of 10 posts are business, right? This is the blog I wrote. This is the, the work-related uh, white paper I read. This is the clients I'm working with, you know, whatever it is, business. And then two out of 10 are personal, something to show that personal side, right? Something to tell your ideal client, why do I want to work with you versus Jane Doe next door that claims she does exactly the same thing you do or sells exactly the same, same thing that you sell. So something personal, but it's not, that one is not shared from your personal profile. If there's something on your personal profile that should be on your business page, then upload it separately. Don't share it. And that's a really long discussion as to why you don't do that. But the rule is don't do that. Tell you what, come to our, our <laughs> small business breakthrough bootcamp. We talk about this for about that, an hour, yeah. two hours. <laughs> um, I think that's, I think that's really good advice. I like that there's a formula involved. I think some people do it very absentmindedly. They don't put a lot of thought into it. And I think as a result, they shoot themselves in the foot. That said, as, as adept as you guys are, I'm always curious, and I hope you don't mind me saying this here, but I'm, but I'm always curious how the political posts that you put out <laughs> affect, huh. your, affect your business. I've had, and, I, and I'm known to put out a political post here and there. I've tried to temper it quite a bit since, um, since uh, for, <laughs> you're looking at me funny. However, um, I, the, um, I've tried to temper it a little bit because I don't think I'm changing anybody's minds anyway. <laughs> Nope. Nope. All I'm doing is preaching well, to the choir. We, for the most we part. have uh, we have clients on on various ends of the political spectrum, um, and let's I can how how can I put this the nicest way? I used to not do that on my on my personal page. I, I rarely do. If you go back, let's see, four years. Um, you didn't see political posts on my personal page. How do you, how do you, are you sure it's four years? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, <laughs> I'm quite certain. <laughs> um, and, and in fact, uh, we have a private group that's politically oriented. 
Right, but it does creep into your personal. Oh gosh, yes, it and, does. And so does that has that affected you from a business perspective? And so it's here's, part the, here's of the follow up question, Sharon. Excuse me, one second. Here's the follow up question: Is do you recommend your clients do that? No, that's what I was going to say. It's contrary to what we teach. It is. But to right. answer your question, no, we haven't seen a fallout. Right. Because is it because all your clients that disagree with you are no longer clients and doesn't? No. 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 Not at all. No, actually, still clients. <laughs> Uh, um, first of all, you don't see it on my page. I rarely post anything political right. on my pro personal profile. Yes. Um, I, when I do, it's because it's the hill I'm willing to die on. Right. It's very strategic. And that's mm -hmm. what we teach our clients is be strategic about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't just post something because you're reacting to something that someone else said or you read or you heard on the news or whatever. Right. Be strategic about it. Is this cutting off my funnel? Do I care? Maybe I don't care that it's cutting off my funnel. Maybe these are the clients I only want to work with. Um, I was going to bring up another example. Or, um, well, can I say? Well, that's I, basically what we say. Be strategic about it. Make a strategic decision, just not a knee-jerk reaction. So every once in a while, though, I have people, by the way, I think, I think that one thing after knowing you on social media, probably better than I know you in person, um, one of the things I know is that you're truthful you're not full of it. When you say something, you know, you're, you're willing to die on the hill as you put it. And I never feel like you're equivocating or trying to, to sugarcoat it. And as, and, and if anything, I may, I may not agree with you. Um, but I know that you're being honest and that, that goes to your reputation. But every once in a while, I see people that I know from a business perspective that I have them on Facebook or on social media that will post something that they do without checking it out to see if it's factual and they'll kind of regurgitate something they, they were yeah. talking to somebody else. And I think that that damages their reputation from a business perspective. Right. And, and understand that um, if I think something's BS and it happens to be BS from the, from the side of the political spectrum that I tend to support, I'll call that out too. Yeah, me too. Me too. You, you have to be able to, you've got to be uh, honest about it and you have to, you know, well, that's part of what... If that's your purpose. Yeah. Um, for example, and, and I won't talk, bring any names, but right now there is, there is some consternation that, that several people in Congress profited from having a really good idea of what was going to happen in the stock market. And there are people on both sides of the aisle. And I have said very clearly, look, if you profited from being in Congress, you're done. Yeah, throw the bums out, no matter where the bums is, right? Yeah, and, I'm with and you. And I don't care what side of the aisle. Look, that's not your job. Your job is not to get rich from insider information. Right. Your job is to make my life better. So and this is very nuanced, Hank. So this is very nuanced. That you, you have, If you're going to be political, if you're going to take polarizing stances, you have to do it with integrity or it's really yes. Yeah. Don't, yeah, it may not be the wisest thing to do, by the way. It. Sorry, Sharon. Don't be hypocritical about it. Right. Be consistent. Right. You know, it's, uh, I think it's, it's a really important takeaway. It's it's the same. Let's go back to the blinders. Uh, people work with us because they have blinders for what's going on in their business, and we help them take them off. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna go on and do politically, and and this could go another way too. I happen to be a very huge fan of one particular baseball team. But I found out that our arch rival, did you know that their money spends exactly the same? It does. Yes. 
So I tend not to beat up on those other team uh, on that other team. Um, yeah, they're more likely to be vindictive than uh, someone who's a politically opposed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and and I see it. Heck, you're you're based in Los Angeles. Uh, when UCLA and USC are about to play football, oh my god! Right. I I see I see four letter words getting shoved out there on social media. It's like really. And we teach not to talk about that, right? Because not only yeah. are you cutting off your funnel. But the people that are not interested in that rivalry, you've completely tuned them out. Right. Not interested. They're, they're out of the discussion. You, you've lost them. And they may or may not come back at the end of that conversation. So, yeah. You know, That's an important nugget for sure. So be, be strategic about it. Right. However you're going to go up there. You know, it's just like we don't want to know what's going on in your relationship. So keep, you know, keep all the that stuff out. The drama. No drama. How do you how do you as a couple handle how do you handle building your business together? How do you handle just the dynamics of very well, thank you. Yeah, really well. <laughs> Honestly, we're, we're, you can email uh, me separately about this if you like. I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, Sharon Sharon tried to become my partner forever ago and it was it was really dumb of me not to say yes the first time she wanted mm -hmm. to. You know, so and because our business very much took off when we started working together. And do, um, do you coach a lot of couples also in business? Quite a few. Yeah, quite a few. Bless you. Thanks. Oh, close it. <laughs> I, I put a thing on Facebook that we were doing a private coaching call on, on Zoom and the client coughed and I slammed the laptop down so I wouldn't get sick. Was, you charm are you. Yeah. <laughs> So um, how do, tell me who your, uh, your typical clients are. Tell me how you help them grow and tell me how they can participate in getting to know you. That's a long answer. That is. It was actually a long question. It would go back to. <sighs> who are your typical clients? Well, let's see. Um, we, we teach, what we teach is for uh, all of the small business owners that are listening. Um, you, you very much have to have, you know who the, what the demographics of your clients are. And there quite often is not just one. And we don't have just one demographic. Um, I can give you a few things that some of them have in common. Uh, they're human. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, <laughs> thank you. Some of them are just to make her laugh. He's here all week, everybody. <laughs> yeah, tip your waitress. Uh, uh, what's interesting is when we go to some networking meeting, I'll hear people say, well, we work with small to medium-sized business and it, it, that small to medium-sized business becomes a cliche. We work with small business owners. We're, we're, we are focused on small business owners. Uh, if they have over 50 employees, tends to not be our sweet spot because we're the marketing department down the hall or the insurance case, the HR department down the hall. That for us is, is one of the demographics. Um, they have to speak English because that's our language. Um, what if English is not their primary language? It doesn't have to be their primary, but they do have to be able to, to converse in it and, and understand us because we are those ugly Americans that only speak English. Uh, the, we work with a lot of partner owned businesses, two people. They don't have to be married, but partners one way or another. We work with a lot of two-person businesses or two partner, you know, 
two partners. We have a lot of those, but we also work with a lot of solo professionals. Mm-hmm. Any industries that you're, you stay away from or that you, you are, um, you're, let's not worry about what you stay away from. Yeah, we won't talk about those. industries do you focus on? Does it matter? No, it, you know, it, the vertical doesn't really matter to us as much. Can you work um, with professionals like law firms and physicians? We, and, we do. Yeah, yeah we right. absolutely. And what about men? What about nonprofit organizations? Can yep. I have an MBA in nonprofit management. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, we work but, with Habitat for Humanity. You know, it, it, we work and with, Angie's House. Yep. We yeah. work with a lot of nonprofits that are that. It's it's one of our one of our soft spots. Even even before Sharon and I worked together, going back to when I was just selling promotional products and not doing marketing. Um, promotional products for nonprofits, they always got discounts because we feel that as business owners, we have to give back to the community. We make our living from the, you know, from businesses in the community and from the community and we have to give back. Uh, One of my oldest sales sheets was, was a a eight and a half by 11 sheet that started just listing all of the nonprofits. And I had to start using smaller type because there were, there were a couple of hundred of them on there. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a, I have a soft spot for nonprofits for those reasons and the fact that they're stewards of other people's money. So if if I'm selling, you know, Uloft creative solutions, a, uh, a, a, a widget and you, and you, you, <laughs> if I'm selling your company a widget and you decide to just buy it, then it's your money. You can do whatever you want. But a lot of times nonprofits are taken advantage of by, you know, they're well-meaning people taking advantage of. And I think they're stewards of other people's money and they need to make sure that they're being handled responsibly. So I take it very, very seriously. And there's, do that there's another side to that though. Go ahead, please. And, and we speak to quite often, we will speak to a group of nonprofits that are all in a room and we're going to do one of our regular presentations, but it's, we gear it toward nonprofits and there's a little section that gets inserted at the beginning. And I tell the nonprofits, you know, in the room, um, you're about to either love us or hate me because nonprofit quite often, a nonprofit will come to us and say, please, sir, may I have some more? And, you know, they're, they're, they think we should support them just because they're a nonprofit or, you know, as opposed to being militant about it, holding up the, you know, their sheet of paper and saying, look, this is the stuff we do in the community. Without us, this doesn't happen. And this is why you support us. So if they're, if they're not militant or if they can't be militant for their cause, and they're just, you know, handout type folk. Oh, that, that doesn't work. So you, you have to be, as a nonprofit, you have to take the responsibility to be a business. That It's only a, a tax status. Right. right. Too, many, right. too many nonprofits forget that the reason that they have that tax status is what they've really done is sign an agreement with the government. The government will not provide these services because you have... <laughs> offered to do this in your community and in exchange you get a tax break right but they forget that and they think that they're a charity and therefore they (laughs) they get to ask for money as opposed to it being that they're providing a service that the government's not providing well remember the people that i got it but remember that the people on the um on the 
the buy side are not always the people at the leadership side. And so it's a different, oh, absolutely. A different paradigm, but the, the, the reality is they have to spend other people's money as wisely as they possibly can, because it's not their money. And for yep. Them, yep. how, how else, who else can you help and how can they get a hold of you? Uh, tell you what, let's, let's do a couple of things. Um, if you want, if you're listening and you want us for a half hour, if you write this down, go to free marketing consultation com because you'd like a free marketing consultation. So we'll put these links on our listing on smallbizcast.com. Awesome. Uh, so, you, so you can go to smallbizcast.com and just click on that link. We'll give it. What else? Uh, and, you know, there's a, a, you answer a few questions that are easy and then you get put right into our calendar. Um, let's do this. Since we talked about social media, Sharon and I have, have written six best-selling books one of them is the, the House and Wives of Social Media. So if um, you send us an, in, an email to info at ULOF Creative, it's Y-U-L-O-F-F, um, and just say Joel Volk, you know, book Joel offer. Book Offer. Can we'll we do Small you, Biz Cast Small Offer? Yeah, we'll send you, the, we'll, send, we'll email you back the PDF of the House and Wives of Social Media, which will give you all sorts of help with your social media. Very good. Well, that's really generous of you. You know, Joel, you're, you're putting a service out there. You were nice enough to have us on there. So that's what we want to do is, is, is help back. I could be on your, I could be on your show all the time. It would be really well. Well, as you know, we, uh, we uh, workshop problems occasionally. So someone will send us an email or give us a call and, and ask us to help them with the solution. And, and so part of, part of what we do is we put together a panel of people to kind of workshop those problems. And from a, from, so if it's all right with you guys, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'd love to call on you from time to time. It'll be, there'll be shorter segments, probably five, 10 minutes. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tell you what, if you change the word problem to challenge. Yeah. And say they have a challenge they need solved, then yes. Okay. Fair enough. Thanks for the coaching. Um, there's a, uh, the second, the second episode of small biz cast, uh, there was a, uh, Weintraub was the guest and he always has this principle of a quick to say yes. Be quick to say yes. Don't yep. ponder it and think about it. Quick to say yes. And that, that's been a nugget I've taken away from actually, you know, leading small biz cast. One of the takeaways I got I, it was, was that. And it's been very helpful to me in my career. So I just I want to point that out that you guys just did that. And it's really nice. And if you want to go back to listen to the episode, second episode, it's really good. Now, do you, do you want the other side of that? Uh, other side of the quick yes? Uh-huh. Sure, if you want to, sure. Understand that, that we are, all of us, uh, when you're an entrepreneur, the, the reason you started your own business, in most cases, was for freedom. Time freedom, money freedom, some sort of freedom. And if you say yes too often, then sometimes that, that impinges it means or infringes. It means you're saying no to something else, right? Yeah. There's only so many hours in the day. So all we're saying is be strategic about it. But yes, we, so we do. Quick to say no. Is that what you're saying? Well, sometimes no. no. Sometimes you have to you have to give yourself permission to say no. Right. You well, you're saying you all even when you say yes, you're saying no because you're saying so yes all, to something. You're saying no to something else because again, there's only twenty four seven, right? Yep. Right. Very good. But there is Richard Branson's uh, quote, right? Say yes, figure it out later. Yep. There, there's that too. There's a lot of nuances to this small business world we're in isn't there we could have a whole show <laughs> just about yes and no <laughs> really? well, maybe we should put that together well I want to 
thank Sharon and Hank Uloff of the Uloff Creative Marketing Solutions <laughs> for sure. Thank you guys both very much for being here. I knew oh, the thank you. Uh, segment, so thanks a lot. And uh, see you next time. Over the many years I've worked at Mercury Document Imaging, we've been solving business problems using technology. And now we have this new reality. Employees are working from home and companies are trying to stay relevant and efficient and have accountability for their employees while doing so. The big problem is that the cyber criminals are working from home too. And they have been doing this longer and know what they're doing and know what vulnerabilities you've created by kind of throwing this together quickly. So now that it looks like we're gonna be here for a while, it's time to think about this. I want you to reach out to my company. We'll either help you or refer you to a partner that can help you, depending on what the vulnerability is. But the first thing to do is start with an assessment, make sure that you're protected, and then find the weak link. So please call us, 818-782-1221. My extension is 25913. But call anybody at the office. We're all happy to help you, and we want to make sure that we don't have any more problems than we already have. Thanks. Sharon and Hank, you guys are awesome. Thank you for the nuggets of information, the wisdom you shared. Thanks for the anecdotes of how you had to restart your business name once you realized that it wasn't working. I think that showed a lot of courage. I want to remind the listener to please go to our website, learn more about Uloft Creative and the book that they are offering that can only help your business. And speaking of helping businesses, please share our episode. Share our episode on your Facebook and your LinkedIn pages. Help your business audience know who you're getting your information from. Maybe they can contribute too. Like us on Facebook and Instagram and be part of the small biz community by telling us how we can improve, introducing us to people that you think would be good guests on our show and just helping us move forward and build our audience. Thanks a lot for listening. Hot dog. It's a wonderful life.